This is WCBG broadcasting from Wagner College. WCBG, small college, big voice. I'm Janine, and I have a very special guest with me here today. We have the band Jigsaw Youth. Um, I'm Nastasha. I play guitar. I'm Maria. I play bass, and I sing. I'm Alex, and I play drums. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming. We greatly appreciate it. So I was wondering, you guys are from the New York area. Yes, yeah. indeed. How has growing up in New York influenced your music style? Mm, good question. Um, you want me to take this one? Yeah. All right. Um, I guess growing up in New York, we just we just have a lot of ambition. Um, I feel like it's just like a really fast-paced city, and there's just a lot of competition, and a lot of different styles of music have come from New York so I guess we just kind of were trying to figure out once we started like how to make an impact on the scene with something different um but yeah I mean we're always grinding like every single day so that's pretty much it yeah yeah I I always felt like New York is kind of grimy I love it and it's me fun, too but it's so grimy so when I started getting into music I just wanted like I guess that's how it influences me I I like the griminess yeah and it is very fast-paced so i don't know like i can't sit still because i'm on the new york minute yeah we have severe anxiety problems and adhd from being in this city and it's so. not the vaccinations <laughs> okay. so what music artists have inspired you <laughs> so many yeah um i'm gonna start in chronological order <laughs> <laughs> Nah, uh, so my parents are Cuban, so I grew up listening to a lot of Cuban music, which is really nice. Um, a lot of rhythms and nice vocals. Um, and then I love, like, 60s psychedelic music. I love 70s and 80s punk and progressive rock of that time. I love 90s, uh, like, grunge and punk and just punk, 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 punk. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I grew up listening to, like, Zeppelin, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, like, all the stuff like that, but, um, once I heard Black Flag, everything kind of just spiraled out of control, mm. and it was more, um, I was, like, diving into the whole punk scene and everything, um, Sex Pistols, Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, stuff like that, Bad Brains, for sure, um, and then once I started listening to, like, basically the whole Riot Girl movement of the 90s, that's when I really started going heavy because, um, I mean, they were female-fronted bands, totally, like, ripping up, you know, the airwaves in the 90s. It was so sick. Um, like, Bikini Kill, Hole, The Distillers, just stuff like that. So I just kind of wanted to, like, combine, or me and the, the other two girls obviously wanted to combine, like, melody but meeting a <clears throat> like a dark grungy like and fast-paced like punk beats and stuff like that yeah yeah I felt like for me it was it happened in the opposite like direction I I listen I listened to a lot of like like Pink Floyd and Janis Joplin and like Jimi Hendrix oh yeah Nirvana uh Queen growing up and then I got into the Riot Girl movement and I had always looked up to all these musicians that were males, and I was like, that's cool. I want to be a musician, but, you know, it might not be for me. And then as soon as I saw Bikini Kill and, like, Bratmobile and 
like all these other riot girl bands i was like but then i was like whoa like (laughs) these are girls and i'm a girl and i want to play music (laughs) so and then when i met nastasha she got me into like black flag and uh bad brains and i was like i didn't know that it was i didn't know like i was always interested in punk i just didn't know that punk was like actually a thing i just thought it was like a look or like an attitude i didn't know it was like a scene or a lifestyle yeah literally yeah i always thought being punk was just a lifestyle and then i realized that there's like all this music and art and fashion behind it and i was like nice i like it (laughs) okay so how did you guys become a band oh god this is okay (laughs) yeah all right here i go all right so me and maria met off of (laughs) tumblr believe it or not off of tumblr so basically i had an anonymous blog so did she she messaged me said that she liked my blog she liked my bio it was like a chili peppers quote and it's a bit explicit so i guess i won't say it but then i responded to her and i was like i like your blog too it was like a beach thing and then we just started going back and forth back and forth and we were like yeah, you know, like, I live in New York. And she's like, <laughs> me too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 16. She's like, me too. She's like, I play bass. I'm like, I play guitar. And, like, literally we had everything in common. And she, this was an internet girl. So then I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to meet her. And, like, we had followed each other on Instagram for a couple months. I told everyone, I was like, you know what? Because at the time I was trying to start a band. Nobody was taking anything seriously. I was, like, literally trying to play shows, put in my all. It was, like, pulling teeth with people. And then um, I was like, you know what, f- it. I'm just going to take a risk. I'm just going to go and meet this girl. Everyone was like, don't, it's catfish. Like, <laughs> like, I doubt it, dude. I really doubt it. I've Skyped her. Like, So we ended up meeting downtown Manhattan. Um, and literally right from there, like, we were already writing songs. Like, Skyping, yeah. writing songs. Even before we up. met, like, yeah. we... I remember we were FaceTiming and we wrote, like, two songs. We wrote, but you're not Dave Grohl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, we wrote that and... Um, maybe i don't even know maybe house or something like that i don't even remember and then um we had a couple drummers it didn't really work out um you know then finally (laughs) we were recording the first record and we didn't have our drummer it was like a mutual you know let go type of thing um so we had a friend of ours thomas lay down some tracks and then somebody was like hey if you're looking for a female drummer like there's one at wagner and i'm like doubt it because i'm at wagner and i don't know nobody that plays (laughs) drums that's a female and they're like no she's like i'm telling you like she's she's there whatever her name's alex and i'm like yeah i don't know and then um then they told me that she's in marching band i'm like i'm in marching band bro who are you talking about (laughs) like (laughs) and then i was sitting at the top of the bleachers in the basketball court because we were it was before practice i was miserable at marching band dude i hated it like i yeah i hated it um and then when i quit everyone quit but anyway um (laughs) i was sitting at the top of bleachers waiting for practice and alex walks in holding a drum and i'm like yeah and she's like what's up and i'm like you play drums and she's like looking at me like an idiot because i'm she's holding a drum and uh she's like yeah i play drums like and i'm like oh it's sick like um you want to be in my band like didn't even introduce myself and she's like, what kind of music do you play? And this is all from the top of the bleachers. <laughs> like, we're yelling at each other. And I was like, um, well, we're like punk grunge, like stuff like that. And she's like, all right. And I was like, so um, 
yeah, like, once you join, like, you're not allowed to leave. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, so, like, you got a basement? She's like, yeah. Like, you got a kit? She's like, obviously. I'm like, okay, so we're going to have practice at your place this Friday at 8, and I'll send you the songs, and then, like, let me know if you have any questions or whatever. So we were in the middle of recording. We went to go practice. This already had every song, like, better than they were written, and I was just like oh, um, so you want to record tomorrow? Like, you want to do the rest of the record? And that was it. Ever since then, she's been in. And uh, like I said, she's not allowed to leave. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and Nastasha pulling each other to the side and going, we can't lose her. <laughs> we can't lose her. And now we all have the tattoo, the jigsaw tattoo on us. So it is sealed. It's marked. None of us it's are leaving marked. unless it's in a coffin. It's and if that's than the a case, hickey. we're all jumping in that coffin. <laughs> Gritty. Loud. Dope. Dark. It's four, but <laughs> whatever. But it is dark. It's just raunchy. It's raw. It's raw. I will settle. I'm going to throw my chips in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with raw. Raw. It's pretty raw, no? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cute. Okay, oh, God. So you guys mentioned lyrics for songs. What's your favorite lyric that you've ever written? I guess that one goes to you, because honestly, my favorite lyric, I think that, oh, I don't even know, because serotonin is so, like, Stillborn Black is so cool, too. But then again, for the new one, for The Way, the bridge, the whole bridge. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Um. Uh, oh, it's I'll find a way just for you. Um. I know it's true. I'll shove my way. I promise way. you. I oh, know I it's promise true. you. I know it's true. I'll shove my way if I need to. No tears, no fears. Nothing for me to be. Nothing afraid for of. me to be afraid of. That's pretty cool. But the ones in serotonin are pretty dope. Yeah. Oh, acidic child. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think about it. I just be about it. That's <laughs> one of my favorite ones you've ever. Heard. <laughs> I don't think about it. I just be about I it. I have this so little. Um, I have two things from two songs that we're gonna be releasing. Um, the first one is blistered in the entanglement of the sun, seethe and seep through the other side. The mind is wasted on ego and yesterday's confusion become tomorrow's bruises. Well, that one, but I, I like a lot of the stuff that, like, my poems, I, I like it for myself. No, I think that you're definitely one of the best writers on this island. Like, I'll say that. I say that all the time. Oh, like, no. I don't even care what anyone says. Like, we have the best lyrics. A hundred percent. A hundred and twenty percent. Four hundred and twenty percent. Okay, so tell me about your EP, Sorry for the Distortion. Um, we released that, what, last year in September? It was just, like, the next step for us. I felt like the songs were a bit more intricate than the first record. The first one was more of, like, just old school, like, you know, punk and stuff like that. Um, there was a lot more layers. The production level of it is definitely more professional than the first one. We actually recorded it in, like, a real studio. Um, our producer was, like, super hands-on with throwing out ideas at us to make it better and just just like being there for the process and totally like encouraging us spending crazy hours up late to like 4 a.m. Yeah. doing it there's pictures of us literally sleeping in the chair in the studio <laughs> um but that that sorry for distortion was also like a almost two-year process because yeah. it was it was like a nice <laughs> transition ep because you had just started college 
and I went away for like four months. Right. And then when I came back, you were like, I have most of an album done. I was just like, yeah, I wrote this, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I was well, like, nice. Well, because I always write, like, even when we're, even when we're about to jump in the studio for a record, I'm already the next, I'm already at the next record. Like, I already have songs written for the next one. So, like, I'm, I'm always going to have material for the next thing. Like, the one that we didn't even put out yet is old to me already. Kind of. Not really, because there's still some things, like... Like, they'll on. be fixed up in the studio, and then they'll be, like, new. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Every, no song that we've ever brought to the studio came out the way that it, like, was going yeah. to be in my head. It actually was better, because you get more input in on it. But we came up with the name because we were rehearsing at Rustic Music one day, and I accidentally blew up their amp, <laughs> and <laughs> it just, I don't know, I guess it just couldn't handle, like, my pedal board or some shit? I don't even know. And then, um, as a joke, I was just like, ah, sorry for the distortion. And then I was just like, um, I don't know why that rang, but that's going to be the name of the EP. Yeah. Sorry for blowing up your amp. <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Here's $25 for the hour <laughs> that we use and this amp is broken. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. So how did you guys come up with your name, Big Buggy? It is a Bikini Kill song. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics in the song won't fit your definition, and I felt like that was very relatable to yeah. us at the time. Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like I, we fit a definition. <laughs> like, no, we time, just are whatever yeah. we're feeling that day. <laughs> well, at the time that we, like, started doing this, it was, like, really taboo for us. Like, we didn't really have a set friend group. I mean, I did in high school, but I always felt like, there was just something missing. There was just some edge that just, like, wasn't there. And then Maria and I just kind of literally became our own, like, little bubble. And I was like, we're just going to figure it out from here. So we, um, yeah, we just came up with the name. She came up with the name. And I was like, all right, that's it. That one, that one sticks. I already saw, like, a vision for, like, everything that we were going to do. Um, but, yeah, it's, we actually met Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill. And she gave us the go to, like, use the name and, like, literally got up on stage and was like i met two girls tonight and they're in a band called jigsaw youth and this goes out to them like she gave us she told us to take over new york like so it was you know. it was written in stone at it's that moment written in stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prophecy yeah have there been any struggles breaking into the new york music scene yeah um at first because we were yeah. all girls and we were super young we were like i don't know 17 16 17 and everyone's usually a guy and a lot older, so everyone would kind of just brush us off. And then every time we played, it was always like, oh, I want to record you. I want to work with you guys. Like, I'll do your for free. And I'm like, LOL. Remember when you, like, totally didn't even look my way for, like, a year? When I was telling you that I was starting a band? Like, no one no one took us seriously at first. And then, then we just, we would go even crazier because we would... I would give her, I, I went to Notre Dame, so I would give her my school uniform, and at the time our drummer went to Notre Dame, and we would just cut up our skirts and oh God, cut, like so wear fun. crazy shit and just like put our hair in like pigtails and be OD about yeah, it. Yeah, it was almost Just to like, show like, yeah, we can be girly as shit, and I'll still throw down harder than yeah. you. We did that, we would dress up as Barbie and go to shows, and no one would like take us seriously, and then, wow, <laughs> like, screw you, dude. God. God. It was yeah, so we, we definitely <laughs> took that 
um, in our own hands. <laughs> like It's like, oh, you're going to look at me like a little girl, then I'm going to look like the little girl and then piss you off even more because I'm still doing my thing. Yeah, and it worked out. Now we are, I have to say, like, we have a lot of support now. Like, incredible friends that pull up to every show and just even people online that are out of the country support the shit out of us. We just came out with posters literally just sent them across the country like to all our friends to random people like where we <laughs> such tour. random places random places it's like two people in houston you're like I'd, I'd i've i never know. Even seen <laughs> houston <laughs> i've never heard of you houston <laughs> what's a houston <laughs> no yeah it's cool it's a good time so what is your favorite venue that you played <sighs> Um, I was just thinking about this the other day. Someone else asked me this, and I couldn't, because we've had some dope shows at the Meat Locker in Jersey. Oh yeah, but Respectable Street in Florida is so cool, because that one's like the real deal. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, yeah, I think it'd be those two. I, I. I love the meat locker. I just hate what it has become. What it's become. I know. Me too. Because that place was so cool. And now it's like everyone that works there looks at you sideways. And you're like. Oh, they did the same thing to us recently. Yeah. Literally what I just said they did to us. And I'm like, dude, we've been playing for like four years. We played here mad times. You don't know like what's what's up. Yeah. And then we played. And then he hit me on Facebook and was like, yeah, if you wanna, ever want to play like with my band. And I'm like. You literally gave me a hard time even bringing my amp in before I got in. Like, what are you talking about, my guy? <laughs> my God. My guy. No, but the meat locker is super cool because it's gritty as hell. It's super dirty. It's just like there's stickers everywhere, graffiti, and like you can literally do whatever you want. It's pretty dope. But Respectable Street in West Palm Beach, Florida, is like a beautiful yeah. venue. The manager is the nicest woman ever and she's such a boss like she'll be bartending and running the show at the same time and it's and like she pays us super well oh like they promote the shows like they just they really know how to bring people yeah. in so like i love the chili peppers have played there back in the day yeah, so, so. Did bad brains yeah um, i didn't even know bad brains played there mm -hmm. yeah beautiful it's on their stage website. cool lighting yeah. cool artwork super cool okay so if you could collaborate with any artist I've literally had like daydreams. Kirk Cobain. <laughs> no, I've had day. Well, yes, but like of with our favorite bands, I've had daydreams of us like collabing with them in some like music video setting. Yeah. Where like you know like if we're collabing with Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's like <gasps> like it's like it's like shots of like me and Anthony like switching verses. Stop. And then like me. If and that Cody, ever happened. Right. I no, but know. I literally think about that stuff all the time. Like, or like if if Nirvana was here and like we got to do some like cool on stage like mm. collab, and oh. <laughs> I'm there right now. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably Kurt. Honestly, um, I, know, I like I love John for sure. Tom Morello. What am I saying? Like <laughs> Kurt Cobain, of course. That's like obviously, but Tom Morello. Yeah like has to be i don't know about you but uh, i so many you and brody uh, dan will be yeah. yo if you and brody <laughs> yeah okay i would want to collab with brody dale and pj harvey oh and fiona apple 
Word. And Kim Gordon. Oh, but then I think about Napalm from Hiatus Coyote. God, she just... I can't... Everything about her. I'm pretty confident in my voice, but I'm also confident in the fact that I can't do that genre. Yeah, I feel you. But her, the way that she writes songs, though, oh, yeah. is, like, regardless if you don't do the genre. Like, the way her mind works is yeah. just insane. So, our social media director, Grace, asks this question in every interview we had, so we always like to see your input on this. So, there's this current trend in music that after an artist has passed away, their music is released. Do you think their music should be released, or should it just not be open to the public? No, I think, no. I'm, I, I'm so against that you're so against what that it shouldn't be released i think it shouldn't be released i think that like mm-hmm. the fact so just like last week kurt cobain's sweater that he wore at mtv unplugged was sold for like three hundred thousand dollars and like it's been over 20 it's been like 25 years since this dude died and he literally s- supposedly he literally killed himself <laughs> <laughs> what but he died and to get like wait to get... time out though that is different because that is like a personal belonging of his which yeah you could say music is but like no he wouldn't even be, like he wouldn't be trying to sell his sweater whereas was like mac miller like he made music to release music so like there there are some songs of mac that i've heard that are unreleased that are literally just a video of him in his house and it's like one of my favorite songs of all time because it's so good, but then again, I don't, I don't know, because it's such well, a personal thing. Like, if they thing. had, if they had the intent to release it, then they should release it as like a remembrance thing. Yeah. But not as a like, how, there's still like, there's still like new Michael Jackson albums coming out and being sold, and it's like, where is that money going to? Like he's dead, you know? Like I don't it's, know, is it going to his family? So what would you guys think if, God forbid, not things might happen, but anything happens to you? If guys- we died. <laughs> just say it just say it if I died honestly if you passed away yeah because yeah like, like you had the intent of selling of releasing it but like here's my shit, like but like say we gonna get out at some point we didn't yeah. end on good terms and I released it anyways just so I can get something out of it then I'm a sh- then I'm a bad person yeah I guess it yeah, it depends on the intent. But as far as, like, literally between us and the project, yeah, I would want mine to be put out. Because if I pass away, it's never going to get finished. Like, okay, but there was still a message at some point this was supposed to be heard. Yeah. You know, I don't make music for it not to be heard at that point. Like, some people do. Some people, it's very intimate, and they just leave it in their bedroom. But, like, that's just not us. Like, we make so that people want to have a good time or like there's a certain message or something so and sometimes those demos that are done like they're kind of half done they're not even completely mastered some of like nirvana's demos and stuff those are like the best stuff so Brioche. i would put Brioche. it out that's such a good song i wish he like made that into Who, a song. what what kurt which song rehash 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's mad good and it's only like a minute what are your goals for the Oh, you want me to... Oh, here we go. So here's our step-by-step plan of world domination. We're going to hit the studio December 5th in Pennsylvania. So um, we're going to be laying down drums and bass and maybe guitar. It really depends. We're going to be approaching it a very, like, uh, Smashing Pumpkins 90s style. It's going to be a lot of layering. So I really doubt that that's what's going to go down. But, um, yeah, so we're going to work on the new EP. 
literally get like you know different merch um just kind of set up a website where people can order stuff and everything like that and tour 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 and tour um that's what we're gonna do oh don't forget tour uh texas california canada all of that jazz we're gonna start hitting up all of that next year because um maria is out of school alex is out of school and i will be graduating this year so some sort of a bigger following than what we have i think that's what it is we don't have a problem getting gigs ever it's literally just who are we opening up for we need that one step and i guarantee you like yeah i think that's our our main thing we just we just need a more professional way of gaining exposure like whether it be a manager or opening up an agent or something Yeah. yeah if you're if you're listening to this and you want in sub pop (laughs) <laughs> so <Epitaph. laughs> reaper records <laughs> no but we we literally grind so hard we put every single like every single ounce of every day existence we have a group chat band. and yeah we talk every day because we love each other everything, <laughs> but every day we're like hitting each other up on about what's yeah. the next step like the next show next merch idea who's gonna work with us who's ordering what who's talking to this person like every everything we do revolves around yeah. this band so. it's definitely like a second full-time job because even when i'm at work like i'll go to the bathroom and i'll respond to all these like text messages mm-hmm. and then it's like it's like i'm at my other job for like yeah. five minutes <laughs> it's all about networking and who you know honestly so the more you show face and like support other people like and you literally put out positive vibes and it starts to look good people want people want to come out and see you when you're respectful to them too so you know i guess you could say we're pretty respectful gals <laughs> classy gals pretty classy if you really enjoyed today's interview that was nastasha maria and alex from the band jigsaw youth please take a listen to their music on all platforms thank you for tuning in today <laughs>